Hi. Hey, what up? How you feeling? Great. But you know who's feeling better than me? Who? Hannah G. Have you been watching her Instagram stories? Yeah, she's in the Maldives with Dylan. Yeah, it looks real nice. Looks warm. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen any rain. It's looking like she feels a lot better than me right now. Is it still crap in Nash? It is literally rained 17 out of the past 20 days. I feel like we start every show with this, and then now I'm going to say something like, well, why don't you move to L.A.? Because it's 75 degrees outside, and then you're like, no I way. I don't live in L.A., but I am coming to visit. I know, next week. Tomorrow. Well, I'm leaving tomorrow, so. Oh, you're not you're not there on Thursday? I'll be the, here on Thursday, but I'm leaving no. tomorrow. I'm going to New York Jeez. for 24 hours. No. Yeah. Brandy, you know I'm planning a wedding. So yeah, I know. That means I'm spending a lot of money, mm. which means I'm all about getting a freaking deal, bro. I love a deal. Which is why I wanted to tell you about Honey. Do you know about Honey? I do. I have it installed on my browser. Really? I do. It's the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And you know how good it feels to save some money. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, including Macy's, Target, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. I use it all the time when I shop on Amazon, which I'm addicted to. And they're adding more stores every single day. Yeah, I recently got something for Sarah for Valentine's Day on there and I'm not gonna say what it is because if she hears this and she's gonna know what she's getting I end up saving $43 on it which is it's a lot of money dude that is a lot of money it really is the easiest thing to use because they do all the work for you once you install this onto your browser it just automatically searches for discounts when you're on the checkout page and then it adds it all to your cart for you so you don't have to go searching for promo codes on your own or anything like that. It's the easiest thing. You save money. It's such a great deal. You can get the app. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Get Honey for free right now at joinhoney.com slash YFT. That's joinhoney.com slash YFT to start saving today. Do it. I saw you bringing home the bacon at, for Oscars last night. It was the last awards show I get to do for the year. Oh, how was it? It was fun. I mean, like, I've never, I've been to the Vanity Fair party uh, for the Oscars, mm -hmm. but I never, like, went to, like, the actual Oscars, and I still didn't go to the Oscars. I was there, like, beforehand watching all the famous people walk up. But, you know, here's the thing about why I really like doing those pre-shows. Because I have no business being there when I'm Sarah's date, and I feel like such a worthless piece of crap, you know? <laughs> but yeah. if I'm doing a pre-show, then I totally have, like, purpose and meaning to be there. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm not an imposter there. That's cool. I mean, so I out of am. all the award shows that you've worked this year, which one would you say is your favorite? I'm a Golden Globes man. Oh, really? I've told you before, that's the one where everyone gets fucked up. I'm sure, like, yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people get fucked up at the Oscars, but like for the Oscars, it's really just movie stars, you know. Whereas yeah. the Golden Globes are movie stars and TV stars, and mm -hmm. there's like a lot of parties. Hey, you know how I feel about a party. Wells loves a party. Daddy likes to get down. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So, anyways, it's over now. Award season is over, so it's now back to the grind, I guess. Are you going to paradise this year? I don't know. I haven't actually, uh, I don't know that. I don't know. Huh. Do you think I should? Should I go back? Yeah, why not? I feel like you're such a staple at this point. Yeah. 
you know? It is a fun show to do, but you also get to like be on vacation for so long. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but yes, you're right. I know, but you all, you know what I mean. You're in freaking paradise. Yeah, but stuck behind a bar at Paradise is different than getting to like ride four wheelers. I saw the view from your condo last year. You're living large. Fair. See, we can't even start thinking about that because you have to actually have the Bachelorette season, and then they they have to figure out what guys are going to go. You know, like I'm like the last piece of the puzzle. Crazy that they're gonna have a we're gonna have a whole bachelorette season before Paradise. I, mean, I just feel like this year's flying on by. I know. I guess we should start the show and then just start talking batch and then yeah, get into yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Branded. Dun 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 dun. Let's go. You should probably like buckle your seatbelts. You know. Buckle them seatbelts, bitches. <laughs> Because you know what? Brandy and I are about to go Jerry on you because, girl, you look good. We're going to make Matt. Oh, did you finish it? I was like, we're going to make Matt? No, but I saw Jerry yesterday. He was... uh, You did? He was like interviewing celebrities on the red carpet for um, Ellen. Oh, get your life. Got to use that opportunity. Heck yeah. That's pretty cool. So, Bachelor, huh? Why does my dog insist on playing in this room? There's a whole house. Because you're in that room and you, you want to talk batch. I mean, I kind of want to get it out of the way because I've been a little, I've been a little disappointed the last couple apps. Really? Yeah. I thought you were like the biggest fan of this season. I thought that it came out the gates flying high. You know, mm-hmm. we had champagne gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was phenomenal. Then we had like Adderall Alki. You know, uh-huh. that was phenomenal. Hannah Brown causing trouble. That was good, I guess. Hannah Brown coming in hot every couple <laughs> episodes. Chase Rice coming in being like, you know what? Yeah. And then now I feel like it's just like, <laughs> you know? I didn't realize that we were down to this many girls. Like, I did not realize that by the end of this episode, we'd be down to four girls because... I just feel like Pete's relationships aren't progressing to serious enough to get down to four girls. The fact that he's kept around Victoria, is it Victoria F? I wish she would just get a neon sign. Or like, you know, when you go to Vegas and it's someone's birthday and they come in with that like neon sign and sparklers and they're like, like, mm. body bitch or whatever, like the whatever the marquee says. I wish she would come in with one of those and say, hey, guess what, dude? I don't like you at all. Send me home. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's my thing. I actually like her a lot, but I agree with you. I don't think she's that into him. And the thing about Victoria is like when she's cool, she's so cool. But then once she flip flops and like turns that emotional curve that she so often does and starts to cry and freak, she's not so cool. She's got two sides to her. And I just, when she starts to go emotional, I, I start to worry. <laughs> You know, she was getting on his case like you're, you know, you're you're in a mood. And it's like you're I'm in a mood. I, I can't believe she said that. I know. Him. If I was Peter, I'd be like, you know, I'm in a mood because you're fucking don't tell me what the hell you want. Do you want to stay or not? If you don't, then kick rocks, lady. Go hang out with Chase Rice. I don't care. I just don't understand why she's still there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember because she wants to get to Thailand. And then after that, she wants to go to Paris. And after that, she wants, you know, like she's on, along for the ride, bro. It's funny because when he pulls her aside, right, they're on their little three on one and he pulls her aside. Their conversation was going downhill very quickly. And then somehow at the end, 
she like manipulates him into feeling good about it. I really was thinking like, okay, this is going to be it. My thing is like when he, so they're on their three on one, right? They're on the three on one. He pulls her and the conversation is going downhill very quickly. Yeah. Like she says he's in a mood. Tension is thick. They both seem moody. Neither one of them seem into it. It just seems horrible. And it's, and it's going downhill, downhill, downhill. And then somehow at the very end of their conversation, she manipulates him and loops him back around to feeling good about it. And I just don't get how he can feel good about it. I think I'm the most mad because I thought that she was going out and Kelly was in the top four. And I wanted to have my top four be right. And I was wrong. And that's annoying to me. Uh-huh. But I also think it's this. I like Victoria F. I don't like McKenna. She's always crying for no reason. I don't like Tammy because she's obviously mean. It's like, well, who am I going to keep around here? You know, I agree with that. He didn't see all the things Kelly was saying right on the one on the, in the interview part or whatever. So yeah. you have to like take that into consideration because I, I don't think Kelly looked very good saying those things, but he didn't see any of that. So from what he saw, I was really shocked that he picked those two. And I thought it was hilarious that the second he gives Hannah and the row, she starts bawling. Oh, crying. I know. He loves these emotionally unstable girls. Like every single one in his top four right now, except Maddie. Maddie's the exception. The other three are an emotional basket case. And I think he likes that. He likes to be like the knight in shining armor. It gets to come in and save him. Mm -hmm. Okay, can we just real quick go to the McKenna Tammy situation? I will be the first to admit that I was wrong about Tammy. She, she started off cool, I thought. And then it was just like, well, you're, I guess your role is just, you just like make up shit about people and uh, like try to get girls out. She came across looking so mean. And so Horrible. I can't stand for that. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. There's also a little bit of me that's like, I think I could understand kind of being annoyed by McKenna. She's always like crying for no reason, you know, like it's pretty evident Peter's not that into her and she's like going overboard with the emotions. I can see girls being like, oh God, it's happening again. Shut up. You know, I can see that. And then her doing like the, I'm a strong ass woman and I don't need to take shit. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of like, it's like, yeah, go girl. But it's, then it's also like, yeah, but you're also crying like every three seconds. So like, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I I wasn't sad to see either one of them go. Yeah. I mean, you know my stance on Tammy. <laughs> Get out of here. 
But yeah, I just think McKenna, for whatever reason, like he just wasn't that into it, which shocks me because she's an emotional basket case and he likes that. But yeah. I think it's also really interesting that there's only one blonde left. Oh, yeah. E- even in, in these six, there was only one blonde left. It's Kelsey. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. My boy's got a type and it is yeah, a does. tiny little brunette chick. Uh-huh. Can't believe he told Maddie that he's falling in love with her. Can't believe, man. But he picked the right one to say that to because I think out of all the girls, Maddie's uh, there's the least chance that she's gonna go tell the other girls that. I can't picture her doing that. Ah, yeah. If anyone would go tell the other girls that, they're so stupid. But also, like, I love that she was like, okay, so like, you don't really know this about me, but uh, I'm super religious, (laughs) and you know, my faith is everything, and I'm basically looking for my dad. His response was the response a guy who's not religious gives to someone who wants them to be religious. (laughs) Totally. And at first, his facial expression when she was saying all these things looked very concerned. Like, to me, his face looked like, oh, shit, I am really into this girl, and now she's saying things that aren't going to work, but I don't know what to do. And at first, I kind of thought he was going to be honest and be like, you know what? I grew up differently, and I don't have that same faith. I really thought he was going to be the big boy and say that, but he did not. Mm-hmm. And that's going to cause trouble. I think she'll be in the bottom too, don't you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they also tease that she's a virgin. And yeah. I mean, if we know anything about Peter, is that that's the true. boy likes to do some deep welcome. So maybe fantasy suites she'll leave or something. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. My last thing about the show is this. Champagne Gate. Mm-hmm. Only a couple weeks back was Champagne Gate. And Kelsey and <laughs> Hannah hating each other and then when hannah ann gets the rose and comes back and she walks through the doors kelsey freaking does the bachelor (laughs) jump into her arms that is hilarious it's like wait wait, you guys are friends now really huh you know and they're also doing like girl chats and i'm like wait a second like i get that there's not a lot of girls left but i thought you guys hated each other Mm -hmm. they must have made up i guess so i think it's kind of cute I did think that Kelsey's conversation with him just about her whole situation with her dad and that her mom doesn't know and like walking into that for hometowns. It's cool that she was really honest with him and trusted him with all of that information. But you can't help but on his side think like well, it's kind of a red flag. She's like lying to her family about stuff and then asking me to kind of lie about it. My thing was, oh, God, you're going to tell America before you tell your parents? I know. That's what, what? I'm saying. That's it's a little that's a bold good, move. It's kind of not a great look, but at least yeah. she's honest about it, I guess. I kind of like Kelsey. My thing about Kelsey is like, yeah, she's emotional. Yeah, she's kind of crazy sometimes, but at least like she owns all of it and she's just really upfront and honest about all like who she is. Like, I just feel like she's very authentic for better or worse. And I like that about her. I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't even know who I'm rooting for at this at this point. Like I said in the beginning, way before the show even started, I thought Hannah Ann's going to win. I guess I'm still going to stick with that. That would be nuts. I just like don't really see their chemistry at all. I just still don't see it. Did you see the fan theory that Peter actually is dating one, one of the producers? This girl named yeah, Julia. Uh, yeah. So funny because I know her. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, oh my god, favorite thing ever. Ah, really? Yeah, well, yeah. Julia's awesome, by the way, and a good producer and very pretty. So why not? Yeah, she is pretty. I saw a photo of her. That's so freaking funny. I will say this, um, though. Like, I remember a lot of guys hitting on Julia when, when we were on The Bachelorette. Really? So, yeah, because you're dating only one chick, you know? 
You never see, you get, never get to, you barely ever get to see her. And then, you know, a hot producer comes in. It's like, well, you know what? No, <laughs> this doesn't work out. No, no one's been able to crank the tank for a while. So uh, let's go talk to this oh chick. Oh my gosh. Not crank the tank. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, do you have anything else about Bachelor? I can't. No, I cannot. I know. Who do you think is going to be bottom two? Top two, whatever. Top two. I mean, I'm still holding out. Hope that Hannah B comes back. It's a Hannah and Hannah B thing. Hannah A and Hannah B. I mean, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but it would be great. I think that the top two are Hannah Ann and Maddie. I could see that. If Victoria doesn't self-destruct and just leave in the next yeah. episode, I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, it's like it's like that um, Sesame Street thing. It's like, one of these things is not like the other. Blonde chick mm-hmm. over here. <laughs> I know. So. Anyway. I know. We can move on. Okay. I have a huge announcement. Oh, my God. You're pregnant. God, no. Oh, okay. Don't hold your breath for that one. All right. No, it's, this isn't like breaking news because I already posted about it, but I am going on tour this summer with Sam Hunt. Yay! Very exciting. It feels weird to talk about it because it's been top secret for a hot minute. So um, I couldn't say anything, obviously, until they were ready to announce the whole tour and everything, but they did that. And that's going to be so great. It's going to be such a different thing for me because... DJing clubs and like nighttime parties are very different than DJing like amphitheaters during the daylight. So I don't know. I'm really excited. You know, Sam's a good friend of mine and uh, another guy on the tour. He goes by Ernest. He's a good friend and a bunch of Sam's crew. I'm good friends with It's It's going to be a really fun summer. So got to come out. Got to check us out. We got West Coast dates. Wells. you do. Yeah. When? I think the West Coast dates are actually the end of September. They're like the last dates of the tour. Okay. So getting close to fall actually but i'm gonna i'm gonna require your presence i'm there man i'm gonna be supporting the brand i dj business i've had a lot of yfters say you should just also make it a live podcast tour and bring wells that's not a bad idea i guess oh you know it's actually a good idea we can do one i guess i don't know <laughs> I guess. well that's awesome dude getting paid lots of monies kind of okay good yeah it's all about that money no, it's, that's not what it's about. No, yeah, that's exactly what it's about. <laughs> it's like it's like three quarters of what it's about. It's also about like having fun and like meeting new people and like expanding my audience and my brand and just all the things. But also get that bread, Instagram girl. content, you know. All right. Fair enough. I wanted to tell the story of the other day of me riding home with this uh, driver in a black oh, car. Oh, do Okay. Oh, you had a black car. I had a black car, and I, I'm not a guy that that gets black cars. But like, when someone else is paying for it, then yes, please, I will. Go, I would get in a in black car, and I would go. I was up in Monterey for the AT and T Pro Am because I was doing a bunch of podcasts for iHeart out there, and because I want to play in the Pro Am at some point. So it's out there, kind of like. Are you good enough to do that? I I I could have probably done it this year if wow. if, if I work on my game. I think next year is my year. Okay. But I had to fly back. On Saturday morning, right? Because I had rehearsals for the Grammys. So I get to the airport at the Monterey airport at 7 a.m. And, you know, Monterey is like notorious for fog. So we are socked in for two hours. So I'm sitting around with a delayed flight and I'm kind of nervous because I got to get 
back to LA because I have to be at the Roosevelt for these rehearsals later in the afternoon. So I finally land in LA and there's a driver there that's got my name and that's cool and everything. And then so then we walk over to the car and we get in the car and we start going. And, you know, once I get in the car, I've only got an hour at home to hang out with Sarah before I have to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get in the car. I notice that the Waze thing says 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. It says we're going to go home at 1118. So I text Sarah. I say, guess what? Good news. I've made my flight. You know, I landed. I'll be home in 40 minutes, 1118. She's like, yay, so great. We get to hang out before you go to your rehearsal, whatever. So he starts driving and we get on the 405. And if you're unfamiliar with Los Angeles, the 405 just sucks balls. And it's just always got so much traffic, right? Yeah, it does. So the guy is uh, is a Russian guy. And I'm not really talking to him. I've, I, I talked to him a little bit when, we, when he picked me up. And, and so... There's this one thing in the 405 where you can get off on Wilshire and you can get on Sepulveda and basically Sepulveda runs like the entire length of the 405. So you can kind of like take surface streets all the way down so you get to miss all of the traffic on the 405. Mm-hmm. And I realize this sounds like that SNL skit, like, okay, first you got to get in the 405 yes, it does. and then you get in the 10, then it over to the 5, then the 101. But I, but anyways, listen, if you're living in LA, fucking traffic's a bitch. We're in the, we're in the, in the diamond lane or whatever. And it's getting, I see that the ways thing says, Hey, get off on Wilshire and take Sepulveda. And he doesn't get off. Mm-hmm. And so after we miss the exit, then it recalculates and it says now 1128. So he's added 10 minutes. So I go, Hey man, mm-hmm. how come you didn't take the Wilshire exit to Sepulveda? And he goes, well, it's only going to, it's only going to add I can't do a Russian accent. How do you do? How do you do a Russian accent? How would a Russian sound like? I have no idea. How do Russian sound like? I don't know. I'm not an. I'm not a good at accents. I know, but I just, look, we got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it like uh, Russian. Oh yeah, it's only going to take. It's only going to add two minutes or so. That's still bad. I don't, I don't think that's it. He's okay. So I went to the Russian. So anyways, he's like, it's only going to add two minutes, and I was like, okay. So then we get like to the next exit, which is like Santa Monica or whatever it is. And we pass that and it adds another five minutes. And I'm like, dude, why aren't we listening to the GPS? Why aren't you following the thing? And he goes, he's like, it's more trouble than it's worth for me to get all the way over and get off. And I say, he's like, what do you want me to do? I said, I just want you to get me home as fast as humanly possible. So then finally we missed the next exit. And now I was really originally supposed to get home at 1118. It now says 1148. Okay. Ooh. I see that change. I'm like, dude. And he goes, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to, do you want me to get off? And I say, yes, I want you to get off and I want you to get off on the fastest route back. And so by this time, I'm like getting a little exasperated. I'm like, yes, follow the map. Which is, that's what the point of this, right? And he's like, listen, are you, are you from here? Yes, I am. And I obviously can tell that you are not because you're fucking Russian, dude. So what is the point? And he goes, oh, so do you, you know how the traffic is bad in Los Angeles? And I go, yes, I know that the traffic is bad, bro. So he's like, fine, I'll look it off. But you know what? I had to wait two hours because your flight was delayed. What's a couple more minutes? And I was like, what? First of all, bro, it's not my fault that the plane was delayed. And what are you talking about? Because I was stuck in an airport and on an airplane for so long, I want to get home as fast as humanly possible. I have no idea what you're saying. So then we're finally getting off. And he goes, look, look at the 405. It's completely backed up. How was I supposed to know that? And I go, because the fucking app said the 405 was blocked and it's sending it off on Wilshire and thanks to Pulvera. What are you talking about? He goes, well, I don't like to listen to the app. I go, 
your job is to fucking drive me to the one place as fast as possible. We were You're really upset about it. Dude, we were shouting. I was we were literally shouting at each other. And no. I, but like so it was one of those things where I was like by the end of it, I was like, Are you I, taking off your jacket? I know, I got, like I'm needed. sweating. I was like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, what? what is what is this argument that we're having? Like, I just don't understand, man. I can't imagine. Sh I don't think I've ever shouted at somebody. Yes, you have. I mean, you've gotten angry. but like Not, Maybe, like, my boyfriend once or twice. Not Reinhardt specifically, but just a boyfriend. But I really, I'm not a shouter. Well, so I wasn't shouting. I was just kind of like, whatever's going to get there fastest, man. Whatever's going to get there fastest. And then he goes... I was waiting at the airport for two hours because you were late. It was a couple of extra minutes. And that's when I was like, excuse me? Like, I'm fucking in charge of air traffic control and I can control? Like, what? You don't get to be mad at me for that. And then when he said, I don't always like to listen to the GPS because it's not always right. And I was like, whoa, dude. Okay. And then mm -hmm. when he said, how was I supposed to know the 405 was backed up? That's when I was just like, oh my, oh my God, bro. I'm how taking- How are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? freaking app that, that you're supposed to be following the whole, and also what's annoying about it is like okay if you don't believe in the app then don't put the app up so your so your passenger can see it you know mm -hmm. I, can, I can see it i can see what i, I can see time was just rolling off and i was like dude i need to get home and he's like what's well, a couple extra minutes and i was like well one i don't want to hang out with you anymore you know anyways mm -hmm. how crazy is that though that is pretty insane like wouldn't you have been upset or am i like kind of going oh no i'd be i would have been livid yeah so I wrote a very strongly worded Ooh, email. did you? I did, and I never do that. Now it's kind of creepy because, like, he knows where I live. I don't know. So He's going to come for you. Yeah. So Groundlink was like, we'll give you 15% off. I was like, well, okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you were like, you're like, excuse me, I was looking for a refund. Yeah. I'm looking for this. I have a good complaint. Okay. Uh, it's not as heated as yours necessarily, but um, it's a very millennial complaint, I feel. So you might enjoy it. Yeah. You know, Restoration Hardware has restaurants now. No, Restoration Hardware is just a store full of knobs. They, they sell so <laughs> many knobs sofas. and cloud sofas and knobs. <laughs> well, they also in select cities have a cafe, a restaurant. And I met some girls. I wish my little dog would just stop barking. Um, I had dinner with some girls last night and I would have never chosen to go to Restoration Hardware Cafe because I know how expensive it is for like really n nothing great. But these girls wanted to go. So I was like, okay. And so I go and because I didn't want to spend like $35. Oh my God, you got to go stop your dog. Little dog! Come here! Should I lock her in here? So she can't yes. Little snot. Okay. Because I didn't want to spend, how much did I say? Like 35 bucks on a slab of salmon? Mm -hmm. I opted for the $13 kale Caesar. I love a kale Caesar, you okay. know? I received my $13 kale Caesar, and it is about this big, the bowl. Okay. Teeny tiny. The size of a, a candle. Tiny bowl. What? People can't see this, so it's the size of a candle. I know. Yeah, candle, sure. Yeah. A candle. A short candle. So it's already small, and I'm like, okay, whatever. If it's bomb, it's fine. And then I, I start eating it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, this salad looks very reminiscent of, like, an iceberg lettuce salad. It really doesn't look like kale at all. Yeah. And the girl sitting across from me also ordered this kale salad, and she was like, I was going to say, I don't see any kale lettuce in this salad. And I was like, me either. I, like, it's like, not that it's not good. It's just, like, it's just false advertisement. Like, don't say you're getting a kale Caesar if it's going to be iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce is, like, 
$2 at Walmart. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. So I would have never complained, but the other girl decided to say something. Nice. So the correct thing to do if you're the server here is to refund, right? To like not charge you for the thing that you aren't happy about. Like yeah. that's just proper customer service. So she was like, I'm going to go talk to the chef. She comes back and she's like, yeah, the chef says that all of our salads are like 70% romaine and only like 30% of whatever lettuce is listed on the menu. Like she had some excuse and we were like, but that's false advertising. Yeah. That's not, that's not what this is. And she was like, well, I, I like, I can go ask the chef if he can make you like a 100% kale salad. We were like, yes, that's what we wanted. That's, yeah. that's what's on the menu. So she goes back and she comes back with the kale Caesar like full of kale. But at that point, I didn't even want it. I'm like, I just feel like the best customer service would have been to refund my money and not charge me for the salad. <laughs> I just love the idea of like on the menu being like 70% iceberg, 30% kale. <laughs> the fact that that was the explanation was mind blowing. Well, but also like, what did you expect? You're at a restaurant inside a store that sells knobs and couches. But it is very bougie. It's a very bougie spot. I get it, but... Kirsten, my friend Kirsten, she went with us. She ordered... She was like, oh, I'm just going to get dessert, which was probably the right call. It's what I should have done. But mm -hmm. even so, it says on the menu, it says warm chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. She was presented one cookie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one cookie that cost $12. So what we're saying is don't go to the restaurant in restoration hardware. I mean, you could go and sit there and, and have a coffee. They actually have great coffee. You could take a photo for Instagram because it's very aesthetically pleasing, but I would not recommend eating there unless you just really enjoy paying $13 for iceberg lettuce. That's oh all I'm God. saying. That's hilarious. I've got another complaint. This is the complaints episode, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. People are going to be like, I thought this was an uplifting, positive podcast. Yeah, we do. We got some. I got some going, coming, but I, I think I'm about to get rid of Snapchat. I think I'm done with Snapchat. I've been done with it for years. It's very liberating. So here's the thing. Like I go on there every once in a while and people will send me stuff and it's just a black picture with like the letter S written on it or just a black picture with nothing on it. And it's so many of them. And my thing is, is like there are server farms somewhere in like Idaho or Silicon Valley. I don't know where server farms are that are just filled gigabytes upon what's bigger than a gigabyte. Terabyte? Terabytes on terabytes <laughs> on terabytes of just pictures of black. And it's the most annoying thing in the world. What are you doing? Why are you, first of all, why are you sending me a black photo with the letter S on it? I hate you. Stop. Also, it's just like such a waste. I don't know. Snapchat. Snapchat's been over, bro. I know. It is. Supposedly TikTok's the new thing, but I have yet to try that one out. I just, I don't know how it works. I'm old. <laughs> All right, so Brandi, we all know that we should be cutting down our plastic waste, but it can feel mm -hmm. overwhelming for sure. But committing to making a few small changes around the house makes a big impact. And you know what? Grove Collaborative will help you cut down on plastic use super easy. Ooh, tell me about it. So by now, most of us understand why it's important to use natural products and reduce our plastic use in our homes. But where do you start? Don't you wish there was someone who would just curate all the highest quality, natural, non-toxic, sustainably sourced items you need? Well, guess what, bro? Grove Collaborative is here to help. Big Myers guy over here, and they got all mm -hmm. the Myers products. It's the online marketplace that delivers all natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to your door. And so here's the deal, guys. Make your home more sustainable this year. Now for a limited time, when our listeners go to Grove.co, that's C-O, 
slash YFT, you'll get a free five-piece set from Grove so you can swap out plastics in an easy way. Plus, you'll get free shipping and a free 60-day VIP trial. Just go to grove.co slash YFT to get this exclusive sustainable swaps offer. That's grove.co slash YFT. Do it for the turtles. All right, Brandy, let's talk about the pink tax. Oh, hello, the pink tax. Ladies have been getting screwed for years. We seriously have. It's really not okay. It makes me wonder. Okay, so what we're talking about, guys, is we're talking about how women's razors, the prices are ridiculous. For like the same razor with the same amount of blades at the drugstore, they charge you like twice as much just because it's pink and women buy it and they think we're suckers, but we are not suckers. And that is where Billy comes in. They deliver premium razors that actually get delivered direct to your door for half the price of what you'd find in the store. So go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit, including two razor cartridges, a handle, and their magic magnetic holder for the shower. And for only nine bucks, you can get four refill blades every one, two, or three months based on, well, I guess how hairy you are. I'm really hairy, which is great because Billy's razors have five American-made blades. They're in each razor. So you get the smoothest shave. It's gentle on sensitive skin. And the best part is it's convenient, right? Like no one wants to run out to the drugstore for stuff anymore. You like for it to get delivered right to your door. And shipping is always free with Billy. You can skip, adjust, or cancel your subscription at any time. And to hook it up for all you YFTers out there, go to mybilly.com slash YFT and you get 10% off your razor, yo. You'll be getting the best razor you'll ever own for half the price of razors in the store. Shipping's always free, and this is a limited time special offer. So make sure you go now, and you can save 10% off your razor. Summer is a knocking on that door, y'all. Mm-hmm. Just go to mybilly.com slash YFT. And remember, it's Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E. M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash YFT. Shave your legs for cheap. You got any fave things, bro? First of all, have you been watching Manifest? Yes. Has it been coming on every week? Yeah. I feel like it's very slow. Are you loving it or not? I'm not. I'm not. I know. I know. Okay, so you don't have any shows. I feel like I do, but go ahead. I feel like I need to do a Google while you talk. (laughs) This is why we have the notes section that you write down (laughs) the things. I love time for notes. Oh, my God. I don't have time. Okay, so I got a few. One is a documentary on Netflix called Long Shot. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, my God. It's only 45 minutes. It's not going to burn a lot of your night, but it is so freaking good. It's about this guy who gets accused of murder. There's someone that comes forward and is like, does a composite and and it looks just like him. And he actually has a connection with the deceased. Come to find out, he's like, no, I couldn't have done this. And they're like, how? He's like, well, I went to a Dodger game that night. Oh, really? Okay, prove it. So then his lawyer starts like trying to figure out how to get footage from the Dodger game to prove that he's there. That night, they were filming an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hmm? Just, I don't want to ruin it for any anybody, but like, it's this weird way that Larry David, creator of Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. gets tied into this murder case. Hmm. And it is so good. And it's also just like 45 minutes long. It's not going to, you know, take up your entire evening. So good. Okay. Long shot. Check it out. Okay, I remember my show. Okay, great. 
had I had to just go to the Netflix homepage and just see it for myself. Mm. Have you seen The Stranger? So funny. Because if you looked at our iCloud notes, you would see that oh, under long shot The Stranger's on there as well. <laughs> I loved it. Did you love it? I haven't finished it. I think we're like three or four episodes in, but give everyone a little taste of what it is. Okay, I need to be careful of what I say then so I don't ruin it for you. It was a book, right? Is that wrong? Yes, it was a book. It was a book. So basically, this girl in like a baseball cap, this like kind of cute girl, in the first episode, she like wanders up to this guy that she that doesn't know her from anyone and basically starts telling him things about himself that she shouldn't know, that no one should know, right, that doesn't know him, and then tells him something about his wife that he himself didn't know and like blows his whole world world up and then just walks away and just mm -hmm. leaves. She continues to do that with other people. Yeah. And then as you keep going, all these people are somehow interconnected and people like know each other. And it's just this whole circle of lies and stuff that she's revealing lies to strangers and nobody knows who she is or anything. Then at the end, like everything comes together in a really cool way. I'm not going to say obviously because I'm going to ruin it, but it's really, really good. It's a British, right? British show. Everyone's British in here. Yeah. But it's fantastic. It's, you know, a little bit of mystery. Definitely some drama. It's, it's really, really good. I loved it. The thing that he tells the guy, this is like the hook to get you invested. The thing that he tells the guy is that his wife faked her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And then he does a little bit of digging and yeah, crazy show. The Stranger. It, it really is crazy. My favorite part about it is how connected every all the stories are. Okay, so I, I guess I haven't gotten that far to know that yet. I feel like you have if you only have three episodes left. No, I've only gotten through three episodes. Oh, my bad. Yeah, thanks for ruining it for me. No, I didn't ruin it. I know. It's great. I loved it. it I was like, I needed a show like that. Like, I was desperate for a good show like that. Did you watch the Oscars? No, so sorry. That's okay. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but Parasite won for Best Picture, which is cool. And that was also... I still want to watch that. Dude, I told you about this like five episodes ago that you got to watch I Parasite. I know. And the other one that I was like, you got to watch is Jojo Rabbit, which it didn't win for Best Picture, but that mm -hmm. movie is immersion. You and know I, what I did watch? It's so old. Like, I'm so behind. What? Dead to Me. Did you watch that? Yeah, it was great. I, we talked about yeah. it on the show. I tried to start it when it came out and I just couldn't get hooked. And this time it still took like three episodes for me to get invested. I don't know why, but once I was invested, I loved it. Speaking of the Oscars, Adam Sandler was snubbed by the Academy for Uncut Gems. But I don't know if you saw he won an independent film award or something like that. Oh. The independent Spirit Award. And his speech is one of my favorite things in the world. And I thought we would play it. Yeah, let's. Maybe I'll just do a little bit of it because it's kind of long. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I stand before you trembling with thankful glee as I receive the so-called best actor trophy, independently speaking, of course. <laughs> First off, it is a gr it's great to see our host, Aubrey Plaza, again. Aubrey and I did a movie entitled Funny People 11 years ago. That was actually the last time critics pretended not to hate me for five fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you in another 11 years, Aubrey. Okay. I'd like to also give a shout out to my fellow nominees who will now and forever be known as the guys who lost to fucking Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, how did that happen? Independent movie, Adam Sandler? To get my movie, I had to live in my car outside of fucking Ralph's. Begging for nickels on fucking Kickstarter. 
And all Sandler had to do was get uh, Ted Sarando stoned. <laughs> a few, you know, a few we weeks back when I was quote unquote snubbed by the Academy, <laughs> it reminded me when I briefly attended high school and was overlooked for the coveted yearbook superlative category, best looking. That accolade was given to a jean jacket wearing featherhead douchebag by the name of Skipper Jenkins. <laughs> but my classmates did honor me with the allegedly less prestigious designation of best personality. <laughs> and tonight, as I look around this room, I realize the Independent Spirit Awards are the best personality awards of Hollywood. <laughs> He goes on for a while, but it's just a really good speech. Just Google Adam Sandler speech and it'll come up. But it reminded me of, I don't know if I ever told the story of when I, I didn't really meet Adam Sandler backstage, but I was like involved in an encounter with him. Did I ever tell you that story? No. We're all backstage at the People's Choice Awards. Sarah had just presented so she goes and presents and comes back and David Spade is back there. Adam Sandler's back there and a bunch of other famous people are back there. Sarah and David Spade are friends. So they had been talking. Once Sarah came back in the room, she was like, hey, dude, we've never met to Adam Sandler, but my brother played your son in Spanglish and I actually had a small role in that film. And he was like, oh my God, I told you, you know, like being very nice. And for a lot of people out there that have never been in a backstage moment, there's usually a photographer kind of like roaming around, right? Yes. Okay. You Sorry, know. I didn't know this was interactive. I was trying to be interactive with you. But all right. <laughs> and so a lot of times they'll be like, hey, you and you and so-and-so get together. Let me take a picture. The photographer said to Adam Sandler, hey, you and David Spade mm -hmm. get together. I'd love to get a photo, you know, like old SNL castmates. And his wife was standing right next to him. And then like Sarah and I were right there. Adam Sandler, without missing a beat, goes, hey, man, don't be disrespectful. My wife should be in this photo as well. And then like pulls her in. Uh, you know, the camera guy was was like, oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. But it was like the coolest fucking thing because it was still coming from Adam Sandler, who like you can't take seriously. Right. But he was like trying to stand up for his lady who was like kind of being like pushed aside for this photo. And he like wasn't standing for that. And like the way he was like, hey, don't don't disrespect my lady. Like she needs to be in this photo too. I thought it was just so fucking cool. And like the most like Adam Sandlery thing ever. It was like still funny, but like still like got his point across. And I don't know what I'm trying to say other than Adam Sandler's the man. That is a cool story. I like that. Anyways. Adam Sandler's the man. Finally did like a performance with him on Fallon or something. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Still loving The Outsider. I'm not sure if you're all caught up. I have not watched yesterday's episode. So oh, you're going you're gonna to love it. It's great. I'm about to go do it. You know what I did start watching and I was a little disappointed with it? What? The Justin Bieber series on YouTube. Yeah. I didn't see it. First of all, the episodes are very short, which I know is kind of the YouTube style, but they're literally only like five to seven minutes or something. And it's it's truly like, yes, docu-style stuff is just you're following them around. Like, I get it. But they also like you follow them around and they just don't do much. Yeah, well. It's just like, there's just really just not that much to it. But I might keep watching it. I don't know. The other thing on my radar that I want to watch this week is a Netflix it's a limited series, but it's also considered a true crime documentary. It's called The Pharmacist. 
it's funny because I was just talking about that movie that our buddy Ozark Mark is in called The Evening Hour. That's about the opioid crisis in West Virginia. This is also about the opioid addiction crisis. I don't think it's set in West Virginia. I think it's set somewhere down south. The gist of this, uh, it says, after his son's tragic death, a a Louisiana pharmacist goes to extremes to expose the rampant corruption behind the opioid addiction crisis. Mm. So I really want to watch this. I think it's going to be really good. I have a feeling you didn't watch Taylor Swift's documentary. No, No, I did not. have no desire. I watched it. And? Right off the bat, the title annoys me because it's Miss Americana, which is just like feeding into the growing misunderstanding of what the fuck Americana is in our country. Uh You have not, you never have, nor never will you be an Americana artist. So why would you call your movie that? I will say, though, there are parts that I really love and there are parts that I'm like, well, that looked like it was staged or whatever. Say what you want about Taylor Swift. I do appreciate that she was able to stand up for like her political beliefs uh, amidst a lot of older white guys saying that she shouldn't do that. I felt like that was like a pretty brave thing. So I'm going to give give it to her on that. But here's the thing. If I was making a documentary about myself, I'd want me to look really great, too. And I think it also does that. All in all, I got to give props to um to her for uh, standing up to everyone that was like, this is a bad play if you go political because you're going to immediately alienate everybody. But you know what? You know, she felt felt like it was something that she should do and she did it. And regardless of how you feel about her politics in general, I think that like having a backbone and sticking up for yourself and what you believe in is something that we all can like agree on is a good thing. I don't know. But, for sure. But no, that, I agree with that. There is a scene, though, where where like it's like her dad and like her business manager being like, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. And she gets like emotional. It's like one of those scenes where like, I feel like that was staged and they like mm-hmm. redid it. But when that was happening, I wanted, wanted to be like, why doesn't she stand up and say, hey, what's your name? Oh, it's Bill Everly. Cool. Oh, what's your name? Johnson Derek Rodson. Oh, my name's fucking Taylor Swift. Guess who gets <laughs> to make the Taylor Swift decisions? Taylor Swift, not... Derek Bill Rodson Minsonson. Anyways, that's my take mm-hmm. on it. Hold on, I, I gotta get this dog. She escaped. How did she get out? She pushed the gate. I had her locked in my office and she pushed the gate open. Little dog. <laughs> little dog. Fucking little dog. The fact that her name is Little Dog. I know, it's so dumb. <laughs> When I when I have people over and I tell them this is a little dog, they look at me like I'm a horrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it's your sister. <laughs> I'm like, Miley did it, not me. Yeah. Uh, I do have one more thing that's just like, I'm, like a little thing for me to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so this is actually really convenient that our podcast comes out on Wednesdays because this Wednesday we're doing fan club pre-sales for the Sam Hunter. And I don't really have a fan club like most people. Okay. <laughs> but so I would kind of feel like my, I, our wife tears are like, could be, couldn't can be considered my fan club. So I'm going to let you guys in on the pre-sale stuff because it's technically for fan clubs only, but I'm just going to pretend like this is my fan club. So if you want to get tickets to the Sam Hunt tour, also Kit Moore, Travis Denning, and Ernest are on the tour as well. Tickets go on sale to the public on February 14th, which is Thursday. It's Valentine's Day. So so today for you guys, but Wednesday, the day before, is when the pre-sale goes on. It starts at 10 a.m. If you just go to samhunt.com slash tour and click on tickets for whichever show you want to go to and use the promo code BRANDY, you will get access to the pre-sale. You're welcome. Dope. Do it. Yeah, pretty cool. 
I gotta go jump on a flight because I'm gonna go do I'm finally back on GMA because the impeachment's over. <laughs> it was never a thing, really. I guess I'm doing the show with uh, Tyler Cameron. So Tyler C. Tyler C. So I'm gonna be Have you met him? He's so nice. I have met him. I really like him. Gotta be I gotta sit next to that freaking hunk of hunk of burning love. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough, tough life. You know? All mm. right. Already gonna lose. <laughs> And then you're coming back, right? I'm going to see you on Thursday, right? Yeah, we're going to do the show live from the studio. But can't wait. Yeah. The day before Valentine's Day. We're doing the show on Galentine's Day. Did you know that Valentine's Day is like Ryan and I's, like not our actual one year anniversary, but it's like one year from when we like, when I flew over there and made that, that gallant gesture of flying across the world to hang out with him. And we had our first date on Valentine's Day. Oh. Isn't that cute? Is that when you first did some sex? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Giving what'd you up? call it earlier? Giving it up on the first date. What'd you call it? What'd you call it earlier? Cranking the tank? Cranking the tank. No, but that cranking the tank is when you're alone. You know? Oh, got it. Badgering well, the witness. You could also crank your tank, technically. For sure. Yeah. Did you crank? I don't think I did that on that first night, though. Yeah. I think we just went straight in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. All right. But yeah, you know, you can crank the tank, you can feed the pigeons, you can badger the witness, you know, you can flog the dolphin, you can have some me time, you can whack off. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I gotta go. Bye! Bye! This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.